Adobe. The little intro art? Yeah, because like they update it every year. So like, yeah. I, I don't it's know. Probably what, a different person every year, right? It's probably like, I like this year's uh, Adobe Illustrator. It's like a little toucan. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, it's, uh, it's it's like two puffins, right? Yeah, puffins. That's what it is. I used to be really afraid of puffins. I know last year's Photoshop was like the clouds that looked like flamingos. Yeah, that one's pretty good. And uh, let's see. Then the year before that, I remember it was like a little girl mermaid. Mm-hmm. With uh, a teddy bear. With a teddy bear underwater. This year, I can't remember what the Photoshop one is. Oh, it's like, I think it's like a girl. I think it's someone going like this and they just have like She's, trees and flowers and all kinds of stuff. Something like that. She's got like, yeah, some butterflies coming out of her hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, welcome to On the Fly. I pressed record like a minute or two ago. Oh, you saw a dog. Mm-hmm. This oh. is my um, my second time in the last year or so trying pasta with tomato sauce. And how's that going for you so far? So far, so good. It takes a little bit of mental effort to convince <laughs> myself that tomato sauce is good, but I think in the long run, it'll be worth it. That's good. I uh, So, again, to give a prelude here, Noah came over about... 10-ish, 20, 15-ish minutes ago? Yeah. 15-ish minutes ago, and I was, I've was i been cooking. Well, I'm trying to start cooking. And right now we have some uh, spaghetti noodles. with. Uh, so I was boiling some of that. Let's see, what else did I do? Uh, the bacon adds a lot. Put some bacon in a you know pan, fried that up a little bit, took the bacon out, left the grease and some olive oil. Uh, sauteed some onions. I'm not sure if I'm using saute correctly. Nice. Noah just uh, is salting his uh, noodles a little more, and he did the little... He holds his arm back and kind of lets the salt, you know, graze down it's his little, arm into his A little elbow salt. A little elbow. Uh, so let's see. There's some onions in here. Then we took some plum tomatoes, crushed them up a little bit, put them in the pan, mix that up, make a little sauce, toss the sauce up with the noodles, put the bacon in, and I'm a few bites in, and it's pretty good. Yeah. So again, I feel like... This podcast, we eat a lot more while we're recording than any podcast really should. Yeah. Probably eat more while on the air than we do off the air. Hmm. I haven't eaten since the last time we recorded. Mm-hmm. Which is ridiculous. Maybe that's why this pasta tastes so good. Hmm. I'm enjoying it. It is good. Thank you for uh, sharing. I'm going to pause for a moment. A, so we can eat. And B, so I can hear what this audio sounds like. On the new microphone, which we'll talk oh, about yeah, in a minute. Gregory. I was going to tell you something. Well, you better speak up because we're recording again. <clears throat> I said I was going to tell you something, but I can't remember what it was. Aha! Uh-huh. Well, hopefully you will remember. <laughs> we we paused for a minute so I could finish. We could finish our dinner, and then I immediately grabbed a second bowl and pressed record again. So, so mission failed. Mission failed. Uh. How are you? I'm doing okay. It's Tuesday, so, you know, Tuesday is my least favorite day of the week, but... Is there a reason for that, or...? Uh, just because it's kind of a non-day. It's like, there's there's nothing special about Tuesday, you know? It's so, just like Monday Part 2. Well, what's special about Monday? Monday, you're getting to go with the week. I want, I want your week. I want you to play to by see. play. Uh, so, well, my week is different every week, which is why Monday, excuse me, is interesting because every Monday at work, we have a meeting to talk about what we're going to go over it that week and what we're going to finish. Nice. And then Monday nights, I eat dinner at mom and dad's house, which is the only outside of 
this pasta tonight is pretty much the only <laughs> like actually complete meal that I eat a week, um, at least for dinner, because I I usually just have like cereal or ramen or something like that. Welcome to the real world. I know. You probably got all that out of the way in college, but <laughs> I was living at home during college, and so now I'm going through the year or two of eating like a college student. I'd like to think I've got it out of the way, but again, my problem, I might have vocalized this before, at least to you, is just like the way where I'm working, I don't really get out till on a good night, like 6.30ish. Mm. So drive home about a 10 minute drive, I'm home at like 6.40. So I don't really have a lot of time to cook, but I was off work today, which was a nice break and I'm, I want to continue to talk about your weeks. So that's Monday. Okay, so Monday, um, Tuesday is just not really anything. Um, and then Wednesday is the day that Nate Land comes out, hmm. which always has me excited because that's like my favorite podcast. It's um, it's a podcast put out by Nate Bargatze, or Bargetsy as he says it, um, who's a comedian. And it's him and two of his friends. They just talk about random stuff. Not unlike this podcast. Hmm. And then Wednesday night, I watch... Whatever Disney Plus show is currently airing uh, with my family. Currently, The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, which is pretty good. Um, Thursdays, I usually come over here Thursdays. Off and on. It's Thursday is either stay at home and work on whatever, or hang out with Kenny. Well, bad news. Thursdays might be a little busy as of recently, because I've started to play Dungeons and Dragons with some people. Oh, really? This past Thursday was... Uh, character creation which was ridiculous in that it was like there were four of us one person knew what they were doing and so it was just like two hours almost of like here's what you get here's what you get and oh, like nice. just having to write stuff on a piece of paper uh-huh uh, uh so is this i'm assuming this is students of wink's game design class huh, no no really. this is some other people i know who were friends um uh you actually might know some. They go to some of them go to Shades. Uh, Caitlin Pippins. I recognize the name. She hung out with her. Well, she usually is upstairs doing uh, AV stuff, like you know, watching oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. stream. Uh, and then her friend Sage Jenny. I, I Jenna. I know she gave me crap, but I didn't know how mm -hmm. to <laughs> pronounce her last name. And then she refused to tell me how her last name is said, so it's still up in the air. Uh, she usually runs slides at Shades. She, she oh, has okay. like curly hair, glasses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so their boyfriends, a guy named Carrie Joyner. I don't know if I should be saying everybody's name out loud. Mm. Just uh, say their Dungeon and, Dungeons and Dragons character names. I don't even remember. Uh, anywho, it's people from Sanford back when we okay. used to go to school. Uh, another guy named Garrett and a guy named Bryce, who I don't nice. think you know. Them. Yeah, no, but Bryce is a cool name. Bryce is a cool name. And Garrett's pretty good, too. I know Garrett. <laughs> Not Carrie? Uh, who? No, yeah, Carrie's good. Okay. I just usually comment on awesome male names. I always find... Well, that's a guy. Oh. <laughs> K-E-R-R-Y. Oh, okay. I got you. Which I've always joked about the name. If you kind of take those R's and sag them down, you get Kenny. Oh, there so you go. Basically, we're the same person. Pretty much the same. Yeah, but... uh. Again, to fill you in, uh, my character's name is uh, Jake from Lake Tarn. Nice. Uh, the idea being, I'm, uh, I come from a small village, you know, mm -hmm. on Lake Tarn, and then it was, you know, overrun by the Northmen, and we were, we went to the king, and we we're like, hey, king, uh, 
we 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 kind of were attacked and we, we'd like some uh, assistance and then he's like wasn't in your coverage so <laughs> now i i'm going across the land to offer great rates of protection and insurance if you will oh nice uh to everyone that i meet for a large sums of money nice and so it's like a mobile feudal system yes and i've uh or just an, like an insurance company, you know. Oh, okay. Jake okay. from Lake Tarn. It's a, it's a plant. From State Farm. Jake yeah, from yeah. State Farm, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I've gave myself, like, all these, like, traits, so I'm more uh, persuasive and intimidating, so. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. So the idea is to, you know, take everybody's money oh, okay. and offer them heavy air coats protection. Cool. But that's, yeah, that's why Thursdays might be a little less for a while. Well, that's fair. You're going adventuring. I'm so. going adventuring. Yeah. Gonna protect some oh, people. With, with a, without a doubt. And uh, so that's Thursday for you. What is what does your Friday look like then? Friday night, I usually go to the Wompskis. Um, and I actually don't have work in the traditional sense on Friday. And so I spend Friday mornings either just doing stuff around the house that needs to be done, you know, washing clothes, stuff like that, or doing freelance. I've been doing some freelance with um, different people um, recently, and so that's been good. And then Saturday is wide open. Saturday is whatever it wants to be most weekends. Why don't we do thing more things on Saturdays? Uh, we do stuff on Saturday sometimes. I feel like usually our go-to days again were Thursdays or Sunday evenings, which is kind That's of true. Funny. Sunday evening, I never have anything to do, and so we usually hang out, play either Catan or Spider-Man, or just hang out with the guys in our upcoming uh, guys group. Or what's it called? Uh, what's it? I don't think we have official name, but for anyone who's listening, who's a member of Shades Valley Community Church. Or and, interested in being one. Or interested in just meeting some good faith-based guys. Uh, we're starting a guys community group at our church. Yeah. For ages ranging from uh, about college age. So, you know, you've moved to the house. You don't know anyone really trying to get connected in your church. Or up to, you know, your late 20s. Uh, why is this a PSA all of a sudden? <laughs> it's just got really official. Long story short, Sunday evenings, contact us and we'll let you know what we're doing yeah mostly just hanging out and trying to meet people we realize that neither of us know a whole lot of people in shades even though shades valley is not like a huge church we just don't have a lot of extra um i was gonna say extracurricular but just we don't have a lot of things to go to outside of sunday morning so and there are some prayer stuff but that's kind of more the older you know mm -hmm. and we're kind of on the younger side of that so just looking for uh, people yeah. in our church who are turns more... out the prayer meetings are kind of a secret which they were never meant to be but a lot of people don't know about them yeah there we go and there oh and that's another wednesday thing it's wednesday night prayer wednesday night prayer yeah then the book of boba fett mm -hmm. what was your take on this week's episode because to just date this uh episode we're doing now uh we're watching again book of boba fett boba fett boba fett as it comes out and this past week we had an episode where it was like just the mandalorian yeah. What was your take on that? It was really good. And one thing that was cool about it, there were a lot of things that were cool about it, actually. I feel like I understated how good it was. Hmm. I was really psyched after the end of that episode. And it took me a few days to just to let everything sink in. Because <laughs> it did a lot for, like, 
Star Wars nerds and like sort of world building lore. There was a lot of that in this episode. And it was also good to see. Um, is that the, stuff that's been touched on before or is that all new? Uh, some of it has been touched on, but they added new information. Some of it they had just never talked about. Hmm. Um, but it was good to see Din Djarin again because. The Mandalorian. Watching, yeah. Because watching Boba Fett. At first, I was like, oh, okay, this is just the Mandalorian again. Like, it's basically the same character. But after watching this episode, it was made clear that they're not really the same character at all. They have, Hi, like, Trent. unique... Hello. Hello, Trent. How are y'all doing? We're doing good. Doing great. We wish you were on today, because we plan to do something at some point. Yes. Do you hate me, Trent? Absolutely. Shoot. <laughs> I was hoping for the opposite. Yeah. I was I was halfway into saying absolutely not, and then I was going to say, you know what, I'll just stop it at absolutely. Uh, <laughs> That's for you, Aaron. About two episodes ago, when we were recording, Trent happened to walk in the room, and we briefly invited him into the conversation. He was taken back by this, and kind of stunned, and gave an answer in such a way. We then published the episode, to which... Aaron texted me asking, does your roommate hate you? Just because it didn't seem like he really wanted to talk on the podcast. But this is the definitive answer. I guess he doesn't hate me, or maybe he does. The answer is still up in the air. I guess tune in next time to find out. Trent Ruth, ladies and gentlemen. Where were we? Uh, I was talking about how Din Djarin is actually a pretty different character from Boba Fett. Just in, like, just the way that he interacts with people, I think. They're distinctly different. Um, but, yeah, anything that they... T they really dived into the Mandalorian sort of, like, way of looking at things and how c much that contrasts with the Jedi's worldview, and that was interesting. We also got to see some of the Night of a Thousand Tears, I think it was called. It was when the Empire destroyed Mandalore. Ah. Which they've referenced a lot of times, but we've never actually seen it. And um, saw Paz Vizsla again, which is exciting. That's the um, armorer person, right? Uh, the ar the, I don't know the armorer's name. Paz Vizsla is the guy who's played by... Um, uh, what's his name? He did all the Disney movies. And he did The Mandalorian. John Favreau. John Favreau wasn't in that episode. Yeah, he's the big Mandalorian who challenged... Um, but that was John Favreau? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I'm almost positive. Could be wrong. I feel like that guy was way too big to be John Favreau. Well, it might have just been his voice. Maybe. I don't huh. know. He also voiced um, Pre Vizsla, which that guy is actually from that clan. But anyway. That one, I think that was in the Clone Wars, right? The show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I'm getting to because I have decided to go on a pilgrimage. You know this. Uh, the, gr the great nerd pilgrimage, if you will. I'm uh, going through the entirety of Star Wars as of this date. So I'm w I've watched through the first two episodes, episode one and two. Excellent. Well, I, uh, I, I struck, well, wait, what do you mean one is? Like, just one, not two? I'm not a big episode two fan. I think it's got good things in it. I think the romance is pretty cringy. Also, I probably should stop talking till you get back because you're now up getting seconds of the oh, pasta. Yeah. If no one could hear him, he was talking about how uh, episode two, he's not a fan. 
uh, which is understandable. I think it's got some good world building as well. The romance is pretty cringy. Yeah, it's got some good stuff. It's just I find myself skipping through a lot of it because I don't really care about Anakin and Padme mm. that much. Uh, this morning slash last night, I've uh, I struggled through the uh, original uh, 2008 or so Clone Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, struggle for real. Pretty rough uh, for that, whatever we call that. And now I'm going through that show. And then we'll continue through the rest of the shows and movies of Star Wars. Like well, a big old nerd. Something interesting about, um, so you know that movie. Which one? Um, the Clone Wars movie that introduces Ahsoka. Yeah, what about it? So, I can't remember where I heard this, but somebody pointed out that it was really pretty genius of um, Dave Filoni and George Lucas to introduce this character, Ahsoka, in a way that was in, sort of intentionally annoying because mm -hmm. they're kind of in a lose-lose situation where no matter how cool this character is, as soon as they introduce, and they say Anakin had an apprentice who we just never see in the movies, people are going to be predisposed to be against her. And so they thought, knowing that, knowing that everyone's going to hate her, let's make her unlikable for a specific reason for being um, like... She just gets away with everything. There's not really any consequences. And she's just really headstrong and brash and disobedient and stuff. And just kind of annoying and bratty at first. And so they did that on purpose so that they could then, through the process of character development and stories, make her face consequences, make her sort of mature, and then become a character who everybody likes because they focused on this thing about her they're like this is what i don't like and as it slowly kind of works out of her as a character people feel like they've been through a lot with her and they're like okay i actually am totally on board with ahsoka now so i thought that was interesting i think yeah i've read some stuff about that i wanted to lean pretty hard into this uh star wars topic because the idea i thought for an episode today we originally were gonna have trent on and we were gonna rank the mcu movies but we'll delay that for another time since Trent tonight has some homework because he's still in school. <laughs> Sucker. Um, trying to love you if you listen to this. You're a great guy. Don't take it hard. Uh, but yeah, I this is an episode I actually planned with someone a while ago with another friend of mine, but then that's a long story. There's I haven't really talked to them in a while. But the idea was to uh, like create your own like ideal alien race on the spot. Like, just kind of go through different, like, aspects and kind of describe what you would look for in an alien. Ooh. Uh, that could be a thought, or we just keep talking nonsense. We're about uh, 18 minutes in as if we don't cut anything out. We're 18 minutes in already? Yeah. Whoa. We, uh, we, we've just been talking around. Yeah. I can get going on Star Wars sometimes. No, that's fair. I think I enjoy the conversation. It just depends, you know... Mm -hmm. If Aaron does, our, our one listener. That's true. Allegedly, though, because again, to keep bringing back the, the Instagram page, which I'm only advertising on this podcast to wonder, you know, to kind of get a, a gauge of who's actually listening. Let's uh, let's take a look at that now. We're up to, this is the wrong, we got like three different Instagram accounts. One for my regular self, one for the podcast, and one for my uh, graphics. Let's see, we're up to now... This is the wrong thing. How was oh, we're up to twenty-seven followers technically. Ooh. So either they're just seeing oh, it's that thing Kenny keeps posting. I'll follow that. 
if they're actually listening. It's hard to tell. Uh, I'm not sure who I've said before, so I'm just going to stop listing off the people who follow. Sorry if you guys were wanting to hear the, your names. but Oh, I just remembered. One of your listeners who's out of state. The Kentucky guy? Yes, Kentucky guy. He wanted a, a call out and or shout out in this episode. Well, then shout him out. So, uh, Flint Garrigan, if you're listening... Thank you for being one of our loyal listeners. I actually didn't realize that you were listening to the podcast for... He's been listening for a while now. <laughs> and I just found out recently. And so it's good to have you, Flint. Is this guy Garrigan? I know Shades used to have a pastor named Mike Garrigan. Is there a relation or just... Yes. A... Um, Flint Garrigan, son of David Garrigan, son of Mike Garrigan. So okay. he's his grandson. Grandson. How old are we talking? Are we talking like our age or are we talking like a little younger? A little younger. Yeah, About, he's closer to the twins' age, so like uh, 15, 16. I don't know exactly. So we've got, we've got a strong teen demographic is what I'm hearing here. Mm-hmm. It's good. Flint, it's good to good to know you're out there. Yeah, now, Flint's have, also got a YouTube channel where he does uh, woodworking. It's called Flint's Tool Shed. Flint's tool, is he good? Yeah, he's pretty good. All Although right. he said people comment on his videos really nervous and worried for him because he like doesn't wear gloves and sometimes doesn't wear um, eye goggles. Mm-hmm. And you said people are always like, Flint, you're going to get like wood chips in your eyes and stuff. You'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, either we just keep talking uh, talking the crib, the, the shoot, or uh, describing your ideal alien. Because I feel like that would be something hmm. that I feel like you have an opinion on. Are you talking about like ideal alien like... Like space. Like, oh, okay. yeah. What were you going to say like... I thought at first I thought you were saying like what you would look for in a partner, alien partner. I was like, <laughs> um, probably human. No, I, I I meant more just like uh, like just I don't like know, just getting coming up with that alien race. Some science fiction esque, you know. Mm-hmm. Just because it's always kind of weird. Actually, thinking. I think it's weird like thinking when you like our depiction of aliens. Mm-hmm. We always think it's like all right, it's some humanoid looking person but with like a bigger head. Like bulgy eyes. Yeah. And I don't know, just kind of interesting thinking like if there were other life forms that all fit in that predisposed mold that we have as humans. Yeah, that's actually an interesting question because on the one hand, you would think that like living on such a vast and different planet, if we're, if we're not talking Star Wars, Star Wars planets are all basically just single biomes from earth most of them um but in real life planets are very different than that well a lot of them um and so an alien sort of developing on a planet that's really different from earth would probably look very different but there's also like like if aliens existed they would probably be have been created by the same creator and I feel like God's landed on a pretty good design, uh, sort of the bipedal, um, mm-hmm. opposable thumbs, you know, protect the vital organs in the chest, but don't be really hard and heavy like bugs. Hmm. And so I don't know how much you could diverge from that without becoming sort of inefficient. Well, let's find out, shall we? <laughs> uh, let's start with uh, that whole bipedal thing. How many legs do you want your ideal alien to have? I tried not to think too much about my personal things so I could, like, come up with it. On the spot? On the fly. Uh, come on. I know. Quick with it. 
Uh, but yeah, uh, so let's see. How many legs would you give your ideal alien? Hmm. I'm just going to go for it. I'd say three, personally. Three? Just so, like, I mean, bipedal's good. We, we make it work with our toes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, like, think how much more stable a tripod is. Have you read the tripod books? Tripod books, what are those? It's a trilogy of sci-fi books. It's I think it's technically, like, young adult. But it's not super cringy. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the aliens in that series are tripods. And they're shaped like cones. And they have sh- three short, stubby legs that sort of go, like, around the bottom of the cone. Mm-hmm. And so when they're just walking, they just sort of go, like, <laughs> and move each of the legs how you would imagine just a tripod would walk. But when they run, they actually sort of tilt to one side and spin and go one foot after the other, like, like kind of like that. How do you write that in a book? I mean, probably the way you just described it, but... Yeah, they described it better. It's been a long time since I read it, but... It was an interesting take on tripods. Well, I'm going to stick with three legs regardless. All right. I think, again, like I said, you know, our kind of walking kind of relies a lot on toes. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how attached I am to putting toes on my alien yet. But I feel like, you know, three legs, you know, sturdy. Yeah. You may not need toes if you have three legs. There you go. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go um unconventional a little bit and say no legs but maybe four tentacles okay talking like near the bottom yeah like um also as you're we'll just get to another one here as you're gonna stand up the stand up straight is gonna be like like an animal kind of like a lion or a dog um i don't know why those are my two example animals it will be it will Stand up straight, but it won't be as tall as humans. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next big one. I've already thought about this, so I just want to get out of the way. And feel free to throw out any categories yourself Okay. for us to discuss. Uh, how do you want your a- alien to excrete waste? Hmm. Um, well, I was going to say from the tentacles, but that would mean... That, you would probably not be able to eat with your tentacles if you did that. And so that would... I mean, as long as you wash up well. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, oh, how about this? It it exhales. Exhales. Everything, everything that is waste is turned into a, um, like, just gas. Gas. It just exhales it. But it doesn't do it all the time, just breathing, because that would mess with air quality. Hmm. And so instead of going to the bathroom to you know, do what we do. They just sort of step outside and, like, burp or something. <laughs> Interesting. I was thinking more an approach to, like, think of the movie Wally, mm-hmm. where uh, he grabs all the trash and compacts it. Like, oh, just, nice. He kind of just, you know, really focuses, just compacts uh-huh. it on, like, a small cube and, like, lays it like an egg or something and, I don't know, either throws it away or flushes it. Yeah, you know, uh, I think it's capybaras poop cubes. I, you know what's funny? I know. Yeah. I only know that because of this podcast, oh, really? <laughs> which was uh, when uh, Kyle, again, former, not former, I'm sorry, Kyle, uh, alternative co-host, uh, oh. was talking with someone else, and they talked about how capybaras poop cubes. Oh, yeah, that's right. I which, about that. I don't know, the more I see capybaras, more I'm like, that is an adorable animal. Yeah. Have you read uh, Cappy the Capybara? It's a Bill Pete book. Bill Pete, is he the Congregate Caterpillar guy, or...? No, that's Eric Carle. Um, Bill Pete is someone who, 
I don't know actually how well known. I think he's pretty well known. But just as a kid, I loved his books. And he does a lot of um, animal books. Hmm. As well as, um, like, he had, like, an excavator book and a train book. But... The classics. Yeah. He has a really distinctive style that's, like... I think he uses colored pencils. Hmm. Um, but his line, his lines are really lively. And his, the way that he stylizes animals is pretty cool. I'm looking this guy. You said Bill Peet? Yeah, but it's spelled... Um, uh, P-E-E-T instead of P-E-T-E. Like the coal. Yeah. Look up, uh, like... Uh, that does look vaguely familiar. He did a book called Zella, Zack, and Zodiac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that book. I'm looking up images, which is great for a podcast. Yeah. A live Maybe scene. I see the, the Womp World by Bill Pete, which looks like it has some capybaras. Uh, if I remember this guy, I remember him very vaguely. I may have done a quick presentation on him in school, actually. Because I think we had to talk about an illustrator in Shaka's class, and I think I did Bill Pete. We did. I forget the guy who I chose, but uh, I like brought up the fact that like he was gay or something, and like uh-huh. Shaka was like, uh, like he was like. Our professor's like, why are you pulling that? It's like, oh, when I was looking up, like, it kept, you know, bringing this up. And, mm-hmm. like, just he thought I made the assumption. Oh. He, he <laughs> thought that I had assumed he was gay just because, like, all his, like, illustrations were, like, these strapping men. <laughs> and he's like, That's, you can't just jump to that conclusion. Like, no, like, every article I read was, like, explicitly talking about the fact that, like, he was. Oh. And that's why, you know. But I don't know. I, that's the one thing I remember about that assignment. That's I don't remember funny. the guy's name, which is... You know, shows how effective that project is. Which is funny. I think every time I had to do a project on, like, some sort of artist, I always accidentally chose, like, like not intentionally. They all were, like, gay for some reason. There was a... Sometimes I feel like some artists may or may not have been, but that currently um, historians are just really quick to jump to that because they want to show that, like this has been a thing for a long time and it's just now Mm. coming into the light because there's some people where I've read that they're kind of on the fence and, and then people are always just like, Oh, definitely worn. But I I don't know. It's also like the artist community is pretty over there. Yeah. yeah, I could see it. Hmm. I don't know. Just the two I like, I, there was, it was that guy and there was another one who's, I should know his name because I was going through my like freshman emails I know J.C. Leindecker was. That was probably the guy. Really? That was exactly the one I couldn't remember. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You may have been the person who introduced me to Leindecker. I love his stuff. Yep, that was the guy I did my presentation on. (laughs) What? I totally forgot that you're the one who did that. Yeah, because I remember being like, oh, this stuff is awesome. I'm going to write down his name. And I have since spent many an hour... Uh, trying to sort of emulate his style because I really like it. I don't know if I've seen that stuff. You know, they also um, they also used his artwork as a huge inspiration for Marvel's What If. And if you hmm. notice some of the stills that they would have whenever they're talking about, like, long ago this happened or these characters fought, they would have still illustrations and they look exactly like his stuff. Interesting. I'll have to put that back to back. I'm looking for... I took a bunch of screenshots of, again, I was going through some freshman emails. The other, oh, did I delete them? 
I like specifically made a folder for them, but like they're not in there. That's interesting. I put probably just put them in a different folder. Yeah, this is making for some. Yep, I put them in. That's funny. I made a folder called email screenshots, and I ended up putting them in a folder called screen prints that I still have yet to do. Let's see. So the email was to a professor. Is it cool if I do my presentation thing on David Hockney? Or David Hockey? Okay, I wrote David Hockey, but it's David Hockney, <laughs> which just proves... David Hockey. Can I do my presentation thing on David Hockey? Uh, but yeah, it, like it, when all the stuff I looked at was like, uh -huh. supposed to be talking about like, oh yeah, this was... Why is art was this way or something? Uh -huh. So David Hockney and J.C. Decker. That is yeah. funny. I have not heard that guy's name probably since I've done that project. J.C. Leindecker was also a huge inspiration for Norman Rockwell. Mm. You can kind of see it when you compare. They both worked on the whatever that magazine was that Norman Rockwell did a bunch of covers for. I think what's great is how I said, like, oh, that shows how, you know, much these presentations did. Then immediately find out that it actually, like, inspired you and that yeah. it actually ended up meaning. <laughs> yeah, hey, man, it had meaning. That's funny. It influenced uh, my artistic sort of preferences, I guess. I probably should email Shaka and say, like, I don't know, it's kind of, should let him yeah, know, you know, it's like, hey, crazy. I forgot, but Noah took something away from me. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's funny. And yet, you didn't remember who Bill Pete was. I honestly don't think I even still remember who Bill Pete was. We got Danny. way off topic. Oh, yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, aliens. aliens. <laughs> I, yeah, definitely. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't know how we got there. Anyway. Um, so I have a question about the alien. Yes. Which maybe you would have gotten to this, but what color or how wide is the color range for this the species? Color range, again, is dependent on your imagination, my friend. I don't know. That's what I'm, what it would be the color range for yours. Mine? Hmm. I haven't, I have not thought that far yet. Uh, I think green's overplayed, although mm -hmm. it's nice. Uh... Maybe an auburn. Okay. An auburn that, alien. That's like orange, right? Yes, like an orangish reddish. Oh, nice. If not that, yeah. blue. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with auburn. Unless you want that color, then I'll take blue. I'm gonna go a little bit unique on this. I'm just I'm just trying to think of unconventional things, I guess, for these. But how about like just a heads up? We will have to make artistic renditions afterwards. Oh, for okay. the Instagram page. Yeah, that's that's a good thing to keep in mind. I was thinking... I, I was kidding. We don't have to, but I, no. I figured you might just... Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, what about sort of like a dark, like, magenta? Okay. I, you don't see that in Aliens very often. I'm thinking... Is that like kind of a... What, a purplish or a pinkish? Sort of a reddish purple. A very red purple. Red purple. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Which maybe there's a reason you don't see that a lot. Maybe I'll draw it and then realize it looks terrible. But we'll see. I think anything can look good as long as you put like enough effort into it. Mm. Or even the little stuff looks good. That's mm. fair. Uh, let's see. We've talked about excrement, number of legs. Uh, do your four tentacles count as arms too, or does he have arms in addition to tentacles? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, oh. Maybe he's got... Um, some opposable tentacles on his head, too. Opposable tentacles. Yeah. So four tentacles on the bottom. And four on the top. <laughs> You're describing an octopus, Noah. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> hmm. 
Okay, no, maybe he's got arms then. He's got um, arms, but four tentacles on the bottom. I've decided, uh, for me, I'm just thinking of mine in my head, three legs and, like, really long arms that, like, like, he's cylindrical and tall, and his arms, like, go down to where they're, like, dragging on the ground. Like, he's got <laughs> knuckle dragon arms. Nice. Literally. Uh, and I think a long head as well. I'm thinking, Ooh. like, very long and cylindrical for my yeah. opinion. And, but with short legs? Or does he short have legs. short legs? I just said three legs. Oh. Uh, hmm. You know, yeah, we'll give him short legs. Short <laughs> legs, long arms. It's starting to sound like a Monsters, Inc. character. Probably. Yeah. And auburnish color. Although, I might switch it up in the artistic rendition, because the more I'm thinking, I'm thinking green. But that's probably because I'm thinking of Larry the Cucumber. <laughs> uh... Color subject to change. Just imagining Larry the Cucumber with three legs. <laughs> this is terrifying. Uh, I've also decided my alien changes color based on its mood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. I'm not limited to one color palette now. Oh, so it really is up to your imagination. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. We No, we are architects of our own world right now with our words and our actions. Oh, okay. So I want you to take hold of this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. <laughs> this is the last chance you ever get to be creative. Ever. No pressure. Hmm. Uh, and also, I've already thought of this, but I've now thought of it more as I've described this thing. A uh, number of eyes. How many eyes hmm. on this bad boy? Hmm. 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 I'll just say I want three. And I, I don't want them, like, side to side. I want them, like, all in a line vertically. <laughs> Vertical? Nice. Vertical lines on this very cylindrical alien. Uh, mine has two eyes, but the eyes are, um, they're really small, and it has false eyes that are really big. So three or two, would you say? It's two small, two small eyes, mm -hmm. um, and then two big false eyes. Alright, so four tentacles on the bottom. Does it kind of like, they come together like at an access point? Yeah. Alright, and then go up, and what kind of shape are we thinking for the head? The head is shaped kind of like a um, cornucopia. Okay. Except not it's flat like, on the front. So I'm trying to think, like, cornucopia, like, if you put it down, it like just kind of spirals upwards. Or does it's it have like not, a neck and it's like cornucopia? Oh, so it doesn't it doesn't spiral a lot. It's like it's like if you took a teardrop shape and then grabbed the point of the teardrop and then bent it upwards. Okay, I like it. Yeah. Uh, so basically, it's a round head and the back goes up, up to a point. So you got so it's curved like this, and then are the tentacles like almost like hair on the back or? Uh, you putting no, he doesn't. I went back on the tentacles on the head. Oh, we've taken those. Yeah, back. he's just got arms. Okay, he's got arms and tentacles. Yeah. Okay. Tentacle legs, arms, arms. I decided my alien has three fingers on each arm. Oh. On each arm? On each hand. Oh, okay. <laughs> just like three fingers down the. The fingers are arm. are dispersed across the arm at different <laughs> lengths and intervals. Uh. Uh. Mine has. I'm going to go with three fingers, too. I like the, the minimal hand. Okay. 
I'm trying to think what else. I think we're we're kind of, we're physically getting an idea in our head. Yeah. Uh, mine also wears sneakers. Nice. Anything else? Uh, it's got a stub at the bottom. That's where the sneakers go on. <laughs> no, it doesn't wear anything else. Uh, take away the sneakers. I want free reign on uh, clothes. Oh, okay. But let's see. I'm trying to think. Uh, instead of like, you know, where you think our feet, like they go down and we have like, you know, a heel and it goes out. Mm -hmm. I think uh, for feet, it's going to be like three feet going out. So in different directions. Oh. But like they're kind of small and stubby. Oh, yeah. So, you know, just on the whole tripod and... When it picks up its feet, can it close the three appendages like a claw? Or are they sort of like stuck in a, this in is, a triangle? Shape? I, I kind of wasn't listening, but when you said it sticks up, I'm now thinking like maybe it kaleidoscopes. Or like you're standing on three, one leg goes up, moves forward, uh -huh. <laughs> and then another one goes. So you're always like on two... And, like, one just kind of... Oh, so, like, the legs can, like, get longer and shorter? I'm debating it. I'm de I don't know where... I well, they are, they're short. Uh, hmm. I'll have to... Yeah. You know? Hmm. So I just want to take away the knees entirely and just have them kind of wobble around like <laughs> you're talking about? Just sort of, like... Hmm. That could be fun. Hmm. A lot to think about with this. Do you think we're done with the physical attributes? I think so. Yeah. All right. If you want to add stuff in your in your drawing, you can. All right. Next step, if we want to go that far, what's your uh, what's the what's the space politics like for these aliens? What are they, what are they? What is their purpose? What are they? What do they get out of bed for? Hmm. Uh, well, my aliens haven't actually discovered space travel yet. Okay. So they just lit. Well. They've discovered it in the sense that they receive visitors all the time, but they haven't developed their own space travel. Mm. And um, the visitors are reluctant to share with them how to develop, you know, like faster than light technology or really like rockets to get into space because uh, my aliens are notoriously impulsive. Mm. And so they're worried that like somebody's going to, find out how to make a weapon out of this technology and just blow something up just to watch it blow up just because they think, Oh, that'd be cool. I don't know. This is much different, but, uh, so again, I've talked about the hitchhiker's guide of the galaxy, right? Yeah. Spoilers for a book. I want to say three, if anyone plans to read those, but, uh, there is an alien species. I'm kind of going through recesses of my mind here. It was, I only read it like half a year ago, but I still have to remember what it was like. But it was like this really peaceful race of aliens. I forget what like they were physically described as, but like they just had this beautiful world and like everything was fantastic and great and lovely. And then one day like this spacecraft just crashes onto like their planet. And like as quick as possible, like they studied this craft and they created their own like you know spaceship out of like twigs and whatnot, like just Oh wow very minimal and they went into space and they saw how the rest of the galaxy was beautiful and they're like well we can't have that and now their whole goal is to go out and destroy everything else that isn't their planet <laughs> but like i nice. guess i think also like there was this like this thick cloud of smog covering the planet so they couldn't see space they didn't know it was out there uh -huh. until a spaceship crash landed and they're like oh there's more out there 
oh, wow, this is great. Can't have that. Uh, we'll just <laughs> go about destroying the rest of it. Wow. So I think you'd enjoy those books. I do need to give them a read sometime. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of funny how you almost like, well, apart from the going out and destroying the universe bit. Yeah, kinda. yeah. What well, is the name for that? There's a term for two people independently coming up with something similar. I, I think it's, it's called, called. Uh, plagiarism. Plagiarism. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was, I was telling this to some people this past Sunday, and it's funny I'm bringing it up again now. One of my biggest fears as a kid was that, like, I'd write some paper, and you know, this is all my own volition. Like, I've studied, I've, you know, I've cited my sources correctly. I've written a good paper, and then my fear is I get called to the office one day, and they're like, "Hey." Uh, you cheated you have the exact same paper as this kid and it's like <laughs> how do i and like this kid also has done everything right he's researched and he has cited his sources correctly and just like by some sheer freak of nature we've written the same paper exactly to like the decimal point and like we just have no way it's like i don't know who this guy is we've never met before sure you haven't you have the exact same paper you guys cheated and like i'd get you know reprimanded and like drop out of like you kicked out of school because i wrote the exact same paper as some other kid it's like there is a such a thing as the perfect paper and you both achieved (laughs) we both achieved the perfect objectively the perfect paper clearly we cheated yep did you see that uh interview with tom holland he said that he used to copy his friend's homework and then turn it in first so that his friend would get in trouble for cheating off of his. I have not, but that's awful. I can't imagine that worked more than once, but it's a funny story. I feel like you could, like, did the friend, like, voluntarily be like, hey, here's the homework, or would he, like... He was like, he would say, you can copy mine, just don't do it exactly. So, like, the meme, like, basically. Yeah, but then he didn't think about the fact that if Tom, if little Tom turned in the paper before he did then it would look like he cheated that's awful i feel like i feel like you'd both get in trouble because it's like clearly one person enabled it yeah oh my gosh it could also just not be true but that's what he said on an interview so why would you lie about that i don't know i feel like if he was saying it's probably true yeah. And I feel like it's fun. If it was like when you're a kid, like, I guess you're allowed to revel in that. But like, if you did it like a week ago and like, yeah, <laughs> I got you in trouble and I got always got free without doing anything. Got him. Got him. Hmm. So, um, what would your aliens have? What would their relationship with, um, interplanetary travel be? Uh, I'd say they're pretty, pretty hardcore, uh, pretty hardcore space travelers. Hmm. I'd say, you know, why not make them traders? You know they traders. Maybe, maybe not traders. Uh, like shippers, almost. Like they go to different planets. You know. Oh, oh, yeah. Get a bunch of stuff with those sturdy tripod legs of theirs, mm-hmm. and uh, cro- take them across the galaxy. You know, just seeing you know kind of adventures, if you will. Yeah. But like you know, having a job out of it. Like oh well, yeah, we'll go across the galaxy. We'll see what it's like over there. We'll take uh-huh. these these space sheep over there for you. Ooh. You know? Almost like, um, like, oh, well, they're, if they're carrying stuff, I guess that is like a Freight. shipping company. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say space cartographers, but hmm. that, no, that makes sense. And if they're tripods, I don't know if they would have, um, we'll call them the IPS, like seats, the they? interplanetary postal service. Nice. Nice. 
Are they are they sturdy enough to just stand up the whole time that they're flying, or do they have chairs that somehow accommodate three legs? I mean, do regular chairs accommodate? Let's see. Hmm. I mean, they're short enough. I'd say maybe they're like torso bends. Uh-huh. <laughs> Again, thinking Larry the Cucumber here. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> their torso bends and their three little legs are just sticking out. Their three little legs just, yeah, stick out. Nice. With their long knuckle dragon arms. Ooh. So they can reach all around the cockpit, press all the buttons. Ooh, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Maybe they have like one of those like little toddler seats where it's like you put the toddler in like that little, oh, they have like two holes for the legs and like they're kind of suspended and they have like a playpen around them. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm thinking now for the cockpit. Yes. So <laughs> That'd be so fun to just sit in one of those little bouncy chairs. Just swinging around in the cockpit. Yeah. You could like go over to one side and press buttons and then push yourself off and swing over to the other side. It's official. That's exactly their cockpit and that's exactly how they fly around. Yep. And it would have the added benefit of being kind of a pain for anybody to steal because it'd be hard to pilot it if you're not that shape. Hmm. Good call. You have to have like five or three different people flying this ship. Yeah. Yeah. To steal it. Very clever. Nice. I'm trying to think, uh, that might be it as far as creating our own aliens, unless we want to. What is the name of the race? The alien race. What about you? I was going to say Flahoonigans, maybe. Flahoonigans. I like Flahoonigans. I'm going to go uh, Star Scrapers. Ooh, okay. Star Scrapers. Nice. They're scraping their arms and they're flying uh-huh. across the. <laughs> Flying across the uh, the cosmos. Uh, you know what we didn't talk? We didn't talk about mouths. What kind of mouth are we talking here? Hmm. I think mine has the um, sort of stereotypical uh, kind of like Greedo mouth or like Greedo. a Cubert mouth. Yeah. You know, a long look, sort of trumpet looking thing. I'm thinking like a little hole. <laughs> just, just a little hole. Just a small little hole in the. Uh-huh. That can, you know, open and close. Which I might want to change because I keep going down this Larry the Cucumber. Uh-huh. You know, uh, maybe like a... They you know all what? have a single tooth. You know what? I'm deciding they have a big old chin now. It's like <laughs> nice. the one thing that sticks out in their body. is this big old chin uh-huh. and these pouty lips. Maybe not <laughs> nice. pouty lips, but they, they, got, they have a very charismatic chin. Ooh, like handsome Squidward? Yes. Nice. Pouty lips. <laughs> uh, maybe not to that extent. We'll see how it goes in the artistic rendering stage. But uh, that, I think, is... Nice. Yeah, I fell in love with that Spider-Man. As we all should. Yeah. Because that is, hands down, the best interpretation of Spider-Man. It's a great one. I kind of really wanted to like, cut out the talk of illustration... And just cut to, that is the best version of Spider-Man. <laughs> which everyone's now wondering what version we're talking about. I think it's pretty obvious. Oh, without a doubt. Which is oh, why we're not going to mention what Spider-Man we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we don't even have to. It's not like it's a huge debate or anything. Oh, yeah, no. And it's not like it's an option that no one, some people probably wouldn't think of. Oh, yeah. It's, it's probably mainstream enough. Oh, yeah. We're going to leave that where that is. <laughs> so I think, yeah, that's those are our aliens. All right. 
We gotta draw those pretty soon. Do we do we wait to release this episode until after we draw them, or do we release it, let people sort of build up suspense, and then release the images? Uh, you know how this usually goes. I'll probably send this for a week and forget to edit it, and then finally get it out. And then whenever I feel like posting something on Instagram, I'll just do that. All right, on so, brand. On brand as always. Finally, getting to use our uh, artistic abilities. Yeah. Seeing how, for the most part, they. I mean, the logo, which we've talked about. Still pretty proud of that. I'd say that's mm-hmm. a top uh, top 10 design project for myself. Pinnacle of your career so far. Which is unfortunate that it's tied to just this podcast. Yeah, we got to get it out there more. <laughs> We're in Kentucky, apparently. Yeah, that's true. We're interstate. Interstate. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. I've also realized this, was, uh, this is the first episode we've actually got to do one-on-one. Because every episode we've done oh, that's this, true. every episode we've done this season, we've had at least one guest star. So this is a, this could be the new normal where it's just the two of us, which was like you know the first season or mm-hmm. even the second season, just two people. This season we got in a good groove of uh, having some uh, some co-stars, if you will. Yeah, some guests. We were gonna have one today, but that fell through. So yeah, uh, we'll just put some names out there that we've talked with. So they can feel shouted out and feel inspired to eventually come on. We were going to talk with Grace Ann at some point, mm-hmm. uh, another classmate of ours. We were going to talk with Trent, my roommate, who may or may not hate me, which is up to debate, according <laughs> to Aaron. Uh, and Joseph Wonski, who has his own podcast with his sister, we were going to have him on. Yep. He'll probably never listen to this. I think my plan is uh, he's an IT guy. So he works with, like, technology stuff. I'm going to plan on giving him a bunch of scenarios where technology has risen and it's, like, fighting back against humanity. And I want to know what his safeguards are against these specific uh, uprisings. Oh, okay. So, that would be interesting. And I plan to not tell him, and I doubt um, he's going to listen to this. Kind of like uh, Mitchell's versus the machines. I have yet to see that, but it's on my to-do list because it looks fun. It's actually pretty good. And All then right. we also talked to, um, did Jonathan want him? Maybe not. Jonathan Hayes? Yeah. I Does he know about this? Maybe I, not. Maybe I, I was thinking of something else. Maybe you, someone had suggested it, like, oh, you should yeah, have a crossover, because so. I was on Because the... they have Shades midweek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's best he knows as little about this as possible, because he still has some respect for me. Oh, yeah. And I, I kind of want to keep, you know, it that way, where my pastor respects me to an extent. Uh-huh. Well, maybe once we make the the men's group, the community group, that'll boost your respect enough points where you can <laughs> tell them about the podcast to get back to what you're at now. We'll see. I'm still waiting to get back on Shades Midweek because that was a lot of fun. I they still haven't invited me on. Well, when have you? Are you officially a member yet? Um, uh, no. But I did meet with him one time, and hmm. he said that if I met with him, that you still got to go on. in front of the. I think this will be the last conversation point. I just want to say that so we don't get on another tangent here. But so let's see. We go to a church called Shades Valley Community Church. Really cool church. And they have a podcast called Shades Midweek, which talks about a lot of cool theological stuff. And also just they have episodes where they talk with members or just talk about other stuff in like a faith based setting. And I look at some episodes and I'm like, ah, this sounds boring. I listen to it. It's actually some pretty cool stuff that I hadn't thought about. Uh, and I got to be on it this past summer, uh, episode 72, I want to say. If anyone wants to look it up, Shades Midweek, episode 72. That's one of my favorite numbers. 
Oh, there you go. Like, really? Wait, really? Yeah. What else is, like, under 72? Uh, I like 32, uh, 48. Well, I guess why do you like those numbers? Is there any? Just They just feel right. As a kid, I always liked 13, which was kind of funny because everyone was <laughs> like, that's a bad number. Yeah. It's an unlucky number. The building that I work in doesn't have a 13th floor. Mm. It just goes straight from um, 12 to 14. Is it like a floor that's like under construction or? No, apparently that's a common thing in like tall buildings is nobody wants to rent out the 13th floor, so they just label it 14. Huh. And so technically it's it does have a 13th floor, but it's just number 14. Interesting. Yeah, because hmm. people are superstitious. It is Alabama. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, they have a cool podcast. I gotta be on it. And they said they'd have me on it again. But it's been half a year now and uh, no invite. Mm. So we'll... Uh, gotta put the heat on them. I should. I, I don't think I've yet mentioned like, hey, I'm waiting to get back on. Yeah. So Technically, David could be on now because he did finish filling out the paperwork and is officially a member. But has he been... Pro- again, back to the Shades conversation... So again, to become a member at our church, you have to fill out a bunch of paperwork just saying like, hey, I believe in Jesus and well, a little more superficial, not superficial, more official stuff than that. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, meet with our pastor just to, I mean, he probably knows you already if you're becoming a member. It's a yeah. relatively small church. And then you meet with him. Once all that's done, then it's like, all right, we just, one Sunday we bring in front of the congregation and say like, hey, member. So you have yet to do that, which is why you have not been I know. I can't believe you and Connor have beat me to the punch with membership, even though I've been there since before I can remember. So yeah, Noah has been going to this church since basically birth almost. Yeah, it's common law membership. And (laughs) I've been going since I started going to Samford, which is just on the road from this church. And Connor has been going for about a year now. Yeah, And he's already a member before Noah. I actually legitimately thought that I was grandfathered in for a long time because my <laughs> parents are members, and then just recently found out that I still have to do all of the stuff. Not only are your parents members, your dad's an elder. <laughs> yeah, and my mom's on staff uh, with prayer and cleaning and stuff. There we go. So, I got to get on that. I have the paperwork sitting on my uh, bedside table. I just haven't filled it out. That's why you're also a member. We haven't finished the paperwork. You yeah. Are, you're, you're, yeah. One for three out of these steps. I know. Well, if you're in the Birmingham area, any of you listeners, Shades Midweek, not Shades Midweek, Shades Valley Church. It's a cool church. Check it out. We're down to one service now, which is nice, at a 10, 10 a.m. on Sundays. If you want to meet some of your heroes, Kenny and I, we'll probably be there. There you go. This is now just about under an hour. Oh. And end. Bye, I love you. It's the album ending.